Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time, with Sherry and Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. What's up, baby? Hey, girl. How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling alright, you know? Yeah? Yeah, how you feeling? I feel like a Barbie. <laughs> Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> my jam if you haven't heard that song you need to get your ears on it i have no idea what that young lady's name is it's jade and alexis it's um blue face other baby mama besides krishan that yeah aka stupid <laughs> i won't believe that no you're not <laughs> <laughs> people are saying calling her that not me um <laughs> Well, is there anything you want to get off your chest this week? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, vibing. Yeah. There's nothing I really want to get off my chest per se, but I did kind of just want to talk about Halloween a little bit because this week is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Halloween. It's literally my favorite holiday. I could actually not celebrate any other holiday at all except for um, Juneteenth. You know, period. But, yeah. It's just really that girl as far as holidays are concerned. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I never could really celebrate Halloween because of, like, our Christian values and how it was related to the devil and all these things, which is so ridiculous. Like, um, if you have a costume party and it's not Halloween, are you devil worshiping then? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, they try to say like Halloween is the devil's birthday and it's like it's literally just like any other holiday. It was made up so they can make money, honey. Yeah. On selling all that candy and all those costumes. It literally has nothing to do with religion at all. Y'all make everything about religion. Um, but yeah, I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited to take the kids trick-or-treating. It's something I really enjoy doing because I didn't get to do that, so that's like, you know, healing for my inner child just to see them excited and happy and getting their candy. And then mm-hmm. I get to eat some of their candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm pumped. I have my annual bag of candy corn. <laughs> Your annual bag. She probably going to get another one. But I'm proud of you because I feel like last year you kind of went ham with it. It's just... Every time I turn around, you was eating <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard. Candy corn is my favorite candy. It is. And you really don't eat a lot of candy. So that's crazy that you're really only getting it once a year. But honestly, you can buy candy corn any time of the year. It's just like you have to go to specific places for it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. And it's just... It's levels to candy corn. There's certain stores you don't want to get candy corn from. Mm. And then you got to make sure it's fresh before you get it. Oh, yeah. Because I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I like candy corn. It's good. It's just not my favorite. I wouldn't, like, buy it. But if somebody had it, I would eat some. I used to love it when I was a kid, though. Absolutely love it. And all you candy corn haters out there, you can suck a mean one. Oh, not a mean one, honey. Damn, they not allowed to not like candy corn. (laughs) No, because they just talk so much shit about candy corn for no reason. It's completely unprovoked every year. (laughs) People do that about everything, though. It's just so specific. Like, I'm just sitting over here minding my business. I ain't even get my bag of candy yet. Here y'all go. Um, 
Is there anything you listening to this week? You have any like things that you really been listening to? I've been all over the place lately. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it felt like something was on me. I've been all over the place. I was listening to Renaissance. You're always listening to Renaissance. What the? I was listening to uh, Gucci's new album. Mm-hmm. Get your ears on that. I had a good time over there. Um, I slid over to Primo Rice, who just dropped his album. I forgot what it's called. Something the P. Something. If you listen to Primo Rice, then you know what it's about. Um, he be on that pimp shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I've been really bumping the new Mariah Sciences album, To Be Eaten Alive. I'm feeling when it is vibing with my vibes right now. It's honestly giving fall love story or fall breakup, depending on how you look at it. Oh. Um... And then, what else have I been listening to? Bad Bunny. Um, love Bad Bunny. The so, new um, album? Yeah. I never went back to it, but it was good from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. I Bad Bunny has never flopped, in my opinion. The only thing he's flopping on is dating Kendall Jenner, but can't do nothing about that. Mm. Yeah. Are they really dating... I just feel like I can't, you can't trust nobody's relationship. Um, like it might be a PR stunt. I mean, yeah. it absolutely could because that definitely takes his career to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last relationship he had that was serious, the girl sued him. Mm-hmm. So he probably is like, let me just get into PR. This is too much. You know, it could be true. You never yeah. know. I did want to mention, though, you sent me today the new Mary J. Blige song. Mm-hmm. Um, I Still Believe in Love. And boy, was she looking fine in the video. Yeah. Mary J. Blige is really that girl. I mean, she is a queen. And for years and years, her style has just been chef's kiss as it Mm -hmm. changes. She looks so amazing. I think she only gets more beautiful as she ages. And go check out the video. Yeah. Yeah. Also, real quick. Sorry. Why you apologize? Speaking of renaissance and getting it off my chest. Mm-hmm. So I went to the gym, right? Minding my black ass business. Listening to renaissance. You know, I wasn't going to let anything break my soul that day. I hear you. I'm on a machine. Mm-hmm. This older white man comes into the room it's a planet fitness so you know the little extra room that they have where it's like the little circuit i'm in there anxiety reasons leave me alone mm-hmm. so i'm in there you know pumping it up mm-hmm. oh. mm. <laughs> <laughs> um this guy comes in he starts off two machines down I'm still minding my business. I'm just clocking the scene because, you know, I got to make sure the ops ain't out here. Mm-hmm. He wasn't up. He gets closer. He ends up on the machine next to me. And I'm doing my thing still. Minding my business. And next thing I know, I hear him talking. And I'm like, he got to be talking to me. So I take an earphone out. Mm-hmm. Which, you already fucking up my workout. Right. 
And he goes, he tells me that he's getting on the machine that I'm on when he's done with that one. He said, you've been on there long enough. <laughs> and I said, you can't tell me how long I've been on the machine. <laughs> and then he repeated that he was going to get on the machine. And then he kept talking and I put my headphone in. So I don't know what else he said, but I heard him. Um, so I'm doing my thing. At this point, I'm debating, do I wait until he gets off his machine and then do another set mm -hmm. just to get him riled up? Or do I just continue with my regular workout mm -hmm. and not intentionally do anything? So what'd you do? I did another set and I did some extra reps just to make him wait mm -hmm. because... You're not about to make me get off this machine. So, he finishes on the machine he's on. He wipes it down. I feel like he was also giving himself time because he didn't really want that smoke. Mm -hmm. Which is also hilarious. He wipes his machine down. And I'm just, I'm going to go as long as I can on this machine just to make this nigga wait. Just because he did that. Mm -hmm. So, he's standing there. And then my legs are like, alright, bitch. So I get off the machine mm -hmm. and I walk, you know, I'm about to leave because my workout is done after that interaction. Mm -hmm. I'm distracted. Frustrated. Frustrated because this is a white person. I'm a black person, a black woman. I can't really do anything about this. I'm surrounded by white people. And it, it's okay. So I'm walking out. I walk to the front desk. The guy at the front desk, he's there doing his thing, you know, his job. And I stand there for a second. He notices me standing there. He looks at me. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Can I help you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I basically snitch on the guy. And apparently he's been having an issue there anyway. So hopefully they get that nigga kicked out. But... Yeah. How you being pretentious in a Planet Fitness? Uh, that's the first thing. But this is literally the stuff you can't make up. And also the interactions and microaggressions black people talking about when we have to deal with white people or when we're living in a predominantly white area or working mm -hmm. in a predominantly white space. It's just very annoying and like you said, distracting to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So I'm sorry you had to deal with that. But I don't think you snitched. I feel like that was good that you spoke up about how you felt. Mm -hmm. And um, also that you avoided having like a, a more serious altercation with him. Yeah. But if I see you in the streets. What's up? It's on site. <laughs> Better hope I'm not driving. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you want to get into the affirmation of the week? Let's do it. Affirm us. Um, this week's affirmation is not necessarily a quote. Uh, affirmation is really a quote. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like it was something that we all needed to hear. 
it's from a book called The Cabalion, if you ever heard of that. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of more of an advanced read. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in tune with that, it might seem boring to you. Because mm -hmm. um, you're just not on that level of understanding. It's just like if you was reading a physics book and you're not into that. It's going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Um, it's the three initiates and it's a study of the hermetic philosophy of ancient Egyptian and Greece. Uh, we can link it in the description if you guys are interested. The affirmation of the week is the lips of wisdom are closed except to the ears of understanding. Facts, B. Yeah. I like stuff like that because if you don't get it, you might not get it. It costs, it like make people think about what do it really mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? On today, we're talking about tussling. <laughs> tussling. Yeah. Healthy communication. Disagreements. Healthy disagreements. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right. Um, I really want to discuss this because we talked about communication styles before, mm -hmm. but we haven't really talked about how to like resolve issues with people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I felt like I thought about this because of the way that we interact and communicate with each other. And honestly, there's a couple relationships I have that in, but not many. You know, mm -hmm. not many that I can actually have healthy communication and disagreements with. And sometimes it's me and sometimes it's them, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like we should start off with what is a healthy disagreement? Um, I feel like a healthy disagreement is knowing the difference between an argument and a disagreement. Okay. Language matters. So you know when somebody said, oh, I got in a fight with them. I got in an argument with them. Mm -hmm. You already know where their mind is and that it's not solution oriented. Mm -hmm. They just want to say their piece. That's a tussle. Okay. And then as far as like a disagreement, I feel like that is when people are, you know, taking the time to find a common solution or compromise with each other. You know what I mean? Mm hmm So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the argument, each person just want to have their side. They're not really trying to see the other person's perspective. So, it's like the healthiest thing you can do is just be disagreeable. Yeah, I agree. I think the argument is... Every man for himself. Mm -hmm. A disagreement is we're all in this together. Yeah. It's honestly kind of unnecessary because when I think back to the times that I really was having arguments with people, neither one of us was being heard. Mm -hmm. And so there was never going to be a solution in that. And then also, it's kind of like a waste of your energy. You're giving so much energy to this situation, this person, and neither one of y'all are level-headed enough to even resolve the conflict mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely i'll be looking back like girl wasn't even worth your time yeah i don't i haven't been in a lot of arguments in my life 
for different reasons. Mm. But I feel like mostly because I just don't want to. Yeah. It just takes too much. Then we both got to sit there afterwards or somebody leaves and it's like weird now. Mm. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I definitely have always been a fighter in a sense. And so I used to be very defensive and I feel like that behavior is what causes a lot of arguments. Um, I really wanted to bring up because this is like a thought that I had about how you know, we always talk about generational wealth and we usually think about it from a perspective of finances, mm-hmm. but we really don't think about all of the other things that we should be passing down to our kids that have nothing to do with money, like our values, you know, maybe traditions mm-hmm. or healthy behaviors. And I feel like one of those things is, you know, knowing how to communicate healthily and also knowing how to emotionally regulate yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how to even share how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Where it's like not attacking the other person. It's just like, so this is how I feel. Yeah. Which is easy to do. And that's why language is important. Tone is important. Mm -hmm. Body language is important. Because you could be saying things in a calm manner, but your body could be giving raw. You know what I mean? Or you could be saying words that are not necessarily an attack, but your tone could be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. But then there's also a thing of, especially with black women, we're also getting, um, always getting tone police where it's like, you really are not, yeah. but it's still being perceived that way because people are intimidated by us. So I feel like you got to know, you got to have discernment between what is what and what is worth your energy even communicating your feelings? Which I feel like you should always communicate your feelings, but like don't give more energy to a situation that you're not being heard in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a true act of love to allow somebody to be seen and heard, you know? Like I truly feel love knowing that you take the time to understand how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing. Same. Look at us hearing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we don't, but it always be over like silly stuff. Like who's a better rapper? I don't want to get completely (laughs) off track, but I had forgot to say this. When you brought up Renaissance, I thought you were going to bring up the movie tickets or the perfume. Oh, no. (laughs) I do have feelings about it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's kind of greedy of Beyonce to charge that much for the um, movie tickets. I feel Mm -hmm. like the most you might pay for a movie ticket is like $12, maybe 16 if it's an extra fancy Mm -hmm. like movie theater, but $28 is crazy. And they said that was like the pre-sale price and that has went up. And I just feel like we already paid so much money to experience the concert. Mm -hmm. And now we have to pay basically even more money just to go see it in a movie theater. I feel like that she's taking advantage of her fans. How much is enough when you're a billionaire? The perfume is $160 and I get it. If you can't afford it, then you shouldn't buy it. But I do think that 
when you have a large platform and a level of influence that you do have a personal responsibility to not encourage people to, I don't know, have unhealthy spending habits. Because some people, they feel like, I need to see this Beyonce movie. I need to buy this perfume. And there is a level of personal accountability there. But I think that it's a two-way street on the accountability. I know you don't agree. How would she need to be hold herself accountable for somebody else's decision? Okay. Seeing that she's hoarding the majority of the wealth and other billionaires like her. How do you know? I shared this on another episode about how billionaires have the majority of the wealth and everybody else has, shares 8%. That's insane. As a whole. As a whole. So, and being including, being included in that population, that percent of all that large amount of money, and then still needing more, basically pushing overconsumption, it's, it's unethical. And I love Beyonce. Y'all know I do. But I said what I said. She's no different than any other capitalist. And she promotes overconsumption. When is enough enough? I feel like Courtney right now. How much is too much when it is considered to have overconsumption? I don't want to have the extended conversation we had about this earlier. Okay. I am just going to repeat the solution. An option for prices to be lower for her things. We can accept lower quality and lower production and not as good music. And then we can get it cheaper. That's sometimes not always true. And I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, we don't have to get into it like you said, but like say from the perspective of I used to be a lash artist. Lashing supplies is super cheap. The labor is what people are really paying for. But there are certain people who pay who will be like $500 for a set and they're really spending maybe $12 on supplies for each set. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but a stage and lighting setup, a camera crew, a stylist, making sure things are arriving at the stadium or at your hotel on time gas money maintenance on vehicles traveling with you and taking you places is way more than twelve dollars of supplies okay so what do you have to say about the movies and and the perfume the manufacturing costs the cost of editing i don't know what it costs to do all of those things she might be paying out of pocket to even get her film in theaters we don't know how much that is we don't know and that still falls under the production this is from the concert Mm -hmm. and she's paying mad people on top of that i'm not saying that in general billionaires aren't uh just keeping money for themselves when they could be helping more people. I'm not objecting against that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying when it comes to Beyonce and the prices of her things, we can see 
some of the expenses. It's like when I was doing Be Better, the prices were kind of high. But it's because if it was any lower, I wouldn't be making anything to put back into getting more product. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not... I just don't look at it like you're already a billionaire. I look at it like I don't know what your expenses are. Well, I feel like both things could be true, but I'm sure whatever her expenses is, she can afford it as a billionaire. But this is an assumption. I don't want to keep And we're also assuming that she actually has a billion dollars. Okay. I mean, it could be in assets. She could um, not have a billion dollars. Okay. Well, I feel like that was an example of how you can <laughs> have a disagreement. You can have different opinions and, you know, y'all still might not feel the same way at the end of the conversation, but it's like, mm-hmm. you should have respect for people. Let them speak. Don't be talking over them and trying to prove your point. I used to do that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. if you listen to my other podcast, I used to be like, uh, no. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of us are either taught or traumatized into suppressing our feelings. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people have an issue with expressing how they feel, really feeling their feelings, because for a majority of their life or in many of their relationships, it's frowned upon or you you feel attacked or not heard or pushed down and so over time you just start to avoid your feelings and then you also feel like nobody wants to hear what I had to say you might feel like your feelings aren't important to people or that they're not valid um and really feelings aren't bad or good you know what I'm saying it's it's supposed to intuitively let you know that this is where you're at on a specific thing. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to kind of look deeper into it and say, why do I feel this way? And where is it coming from? Is it this specific situation that's making me feel this way? Or am I triggered from something from my past? You know what I'm saying? And that that's a skill. That's something that you have to learn. And that is a practice. So we have to just, you know, keep trying as far as that is concerned. Like don't feel discouraged if you're not a healthy computer yet communicator yet or you know if you still have a lot of relationships where you feel like you're having more arguments and disagreements Mm -hmm. yeah yeah kind of add me a little bit on that one do you want to share um i mean i don't have a specific story or nothing but i do have a hard time sharing how I'm feeling especially in the moment like there are a lot of times where I choose the option of silence than to share what I'm thinking about something and I mean it's not always something serious so sometimes it's like I feel like it's cool because I'm who cares? Not like yeah, who cares, but yeah. Sometimes it's not even worth saying or bringing up. Yeah. 
Um, but other times it's like, I feel a way. I should probably say something. I think sometimes I convince myself that I'm still processing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not saying anything. Yeah. It's definitely a form of avoidance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, recently we had a conversation and, like, you shared with me that I had I hurt you in the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was the first time you told me that. And it was a situation I, that I feel like was more than a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like, why didn't you tell me that? Because, you know, if I would have knew, then that's something that I could have, like, took into consideration in how I move forward. Like, there could have been an opportunity for growth for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you deprive people of that when you don't communicate your feelings. Like, every time that we say how we feel, um, you know, people are going to respond how they respond. You can't control them or you can't help them to heal and grow. But it's not just for you. It's also for them, mm-hmm. you know. Like... I also feel like that's an act of love is holding somebody accountable and, you know, making them see the consequences of your actions. I mean, their actions, like say Mm -hmm. if, you know, somebody did something to you like a friend and then, you know, you stopped being a friend and it was like they didn't feel like it was that serious. But that's just minimizing how you feel. And to you, it was valid to stop being their friend. Mm -hmm. So in that situation now that their consequences is not having you in their life so i feel like it's necessary it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with men and i posted this more like on the story and stuff but like you know a lot of women keep dealing with men keep dealing with men give them chance after chance and that is not giving them the opportunity to grow I'm a firmly believer if, if somebody can't get their shit together, you need to leave their ass alone and so they can figure it out. And then the next person they be with, they might be a little better. You know, I've been that person too. And that's why I know it's true. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I had to go through that unhealthy relationship that I had before you so that I can be good in this one. Like who knows where I would be now if I didn't go through that. Yeah. It's crazy how how much you grow from ending mm-hmm. a relationship. I feel like it's just the space because you then have the time to just reflect on everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's reflection. And then a lot of times when you have a breakup, whether it's a friend breakup, a family breakup, a romantic situation... That's when all of those feelings arise that you might have been suppressing the entire relationship of how you felt. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to sort through those emotions. Now you have to like actually heal from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another thing why I say Reiki is so important. And I feel like everybody should do it because that can help you. Reiki helps you to remove certain blockages that you have within you, you know, that are keeping you from really growing and evolving or just baggage that you hold on to every fucking day mm-hmm. for some old shit. A lot of our physical impairments are caused by emotional and spiritual and mental trauma, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good opportunity to plug myself. Okay, we are having our very first retreat. Um, 
April 25th through the 28th. And there will be like all kind of activities and wellness. Like, of course, there'll be Reiki. There'll be Reiki dance. There'll be Salmo meditation. Um, regular guided meditation. Comedic yoga. There'll be like other activities that you could do on your own or with some of the people from the group. Like canoeing, stargazing. You'll have moments to be alone so you can reflect. And then at the end, we have a bonfire release to really let go, you know, write, write something down, write a petition and then say, this is what I'm releasing. This is what I'm letting go, you know, of, this, mm -hmm. of whatever things, whatever feelings, baggage, people, whatever habits, behaviors, yeah. you know, and um, it's all inclusive. All of your meals are going to be provided for and I feel like it's going to be a great time. So if you do want to book with us, you can um, find us on Instagram at the Treehouse Retreat. And the link is in the bio. And, you know, obviously more information on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a link in the description, too. It's been there. I know in the YouTube description, like the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if I put it in the, like, the regular streaming description. I think I did. Yeah, I think you did. But follow yeah. us anyways. Um, because not only do we post about the retreat and the upcoming events that we have, we also share other information, you know, that can be helpful for to you in your own journey, whether it's spiritual or just personal development. So Yeah. Check us out. Check, check, check it out. Um, you know, a lot of us has been conditioned to like sweep our pain under the rug, sweep our feelings under the rug, like I was kind of saying. And you know, when we feel comfortable doing that to ourselves, we kind of unconsciously do it to others. And that's when like people's feelings get invalidated or like, you know, you just don't allow people to express how they feel. You like make it an uncomfortable situation just because you're uncomfortable mm -hmm. expressing your feelings. And that's definitely something that you should be aware of and then, you know, try and move forward in a healthy direction. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you don't, I mean, everybody's not going to stop being in relationship with you. But the people who are continuing to grow will. Yeah. I've lost a lot of friends because they just couldn't meet me in a healthier space. And, you know, that's just on period. Yeah. And nobody wants to... It feels weird after a while when you keep evolving and the person you're in a relationship with isn't. Mm hmm It's like... Yeah. It definitely causes a disconnection in relationship, you know? Yeah. Like, that is connection. That is what creates the intimacy, is having those deeper conversations and sharing how we truly feel about things. And, you know, our opinions and beliefs and... When you feel like you can't do that, you know, it's just not a good or safe space for you to be in, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite quotes is that people can only meet you as deep as they meet themselves. And what that really means is that they really are not ready to receive what you're saying or they cannot comprehend what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like they're not on the level of growth. To see where you're coming from. And that really is a thing. Yeah. Like you know what you were saying about like. Kind of avoiding your feelings. I feel like that's a lot where it comes into play. Because a lot of people. Disguise like. Um, 
their boundaries as they they disguise disguise avoidance as their boundaries you know mm. they're like oh you know i just don't get into that stuff i'm trying to protect my peace mm -hmm. but in actuality you're just avoiding communicating how you feel or avoiding communicating with somebody that you know that you did something hurtful to you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you just basically refusing to to accept accountability in the situation like or on the other hand you're being a pushover and not saying how you feel about stuff you know oh joe not too much on me <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that um <laughs> insert drewski meme you see that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, I mean the first part and the last part. Just, just facing the fact that a lot of times it's an excuse of I don't want to get into all that you don't want to shake the table mm -hmm. yeah you know what I'm saying people they say they're trying to protect their peace or they're trying to keep the peace in the relationship but the truth is that's an illusion it's not peaceful because you don't have clarity you don't you feel like you're holding on to energy because you haven't expressed yourself mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and there's going to be conversations that we have that are difficult or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. And that's how you push yourself to grow is by having those conversations, even when you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been that girl, too. Like, remember I told you about my aunt? I was like, nope, I don't want to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. I feel like she's being this way. And when I finally did talk to her, like, I shared how I felt and she shared how she felt. And both of our feelings was valid. But ultimately, I felt like her actions did not match her words once we had that conversation. And so, mm -hmm. we still don't talk. Yeah. Which is sad. But that's how it be sometimes, you know. Sometimes relationships do need space and time so that one or both people can grow. Or heal, you know, from yeah. whatever it is that they going through or what happened to them, whatever. I mean, I feel like there are some cases, though, where it's okay to maybe not always express how you feel. Um, like, maybe if something traumatic has happened to you, like sexual assault or, um, you know, like... What else can I think of? Like, if you're suffering from depression or anxiety, sometimes that makes your depression worse. Sometimes that makes your anxiety worse. And so, if it's something like that, where it's like, you then should take time to process what you're going through. And it's okay, even when you have a disagreement, you can share, communicate healthily. Like, hey, um, I understand and I value what you're saying, but I'm not ready to talk about this i need a little bit more time to process how i feel so we, can we table this conversation and come back later mm -hmm. you know um i feel like it's necessary for you to communicate people when you feel clear-headed when you're calm when you're ready to listen mm -hmm. because an important thing is listening 
not to respond but to understand yeah yeah like really being there to hear being able to hear the words and understand them at the same time because sometimes all you hear is really your projection Mm -hmm. you're not hearing what this person is saying you're hearing how it's making you feel and that doesn't help anybody that's really just you being triggered Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we triggered, unfortunately, that can lead us to react instead of responding. Mm-hmm. And reactions is what leads to fights and arguments. You know what I'm saying? And nobody feels good after they have a fight and an argument. Like you said, yeah. it just the vibe feels off. And then there's this lingering energy of could be anger or resentment. And it's just mm-hmm. so much better if you just come out and say how you feel no matter how hard it is. Yeah, I feel like arguments always lead to like bad feelings later on. Mm-hmm. Like if you keep having arguments with people, I feel like after a while, it's just how many arguments can you have? Yeah, it's just bad feelings. Like even if you don't dislike the person per se, it's just like, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, maybe their actions or how they're handling it can be frustrating over time. Yeah. I think it's important to know who it is that you're in communication with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we talked about this, I think, in the episode where we was doing the communication styles. And when you do know people, and I feel like those are the people really worth having a disagreement about. Because if you don't really know them, it's just like, why the fuck do I care what they think of me? Yeah. You know, but if you do care, then you should learn what their love languages is. You should learn how to come at them from a place of love and understanding Mm -hmm. and you should understand their communication style so if somebody is more passive they might feel a little bit attacked you know depending on how you come at the situation if somebody you know is more direct communicator those people sometimes intimidate other people who are passive Mm -hmm. so you got to know who you're dealing with and kind of navigate your relationships in that way and i just think people aren't very intentional about that and it's a practice like i just keep saying everything is a practice yeah Hmm. you got me thinking about how i share i don't think i really adjust it with anybody i kind of come at it the same but it's really just because of me it don't really Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with anybody else i just be scared what makes you scared? What are what is behind the fear? Do you can you mm. like think that now or is that something you need to process? I mean I just be afraid that things are gonna go left. Mm. No matter what it is, even if it's I didn't like the shirt that you got me yesterday. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's gonna go left somehow but i feel like a perfect example is this is recently you wanted to communicate something to shayla mm-hmm. and you were nervous about it first and i was like dude just tell her how you feel like it's mm-hmm. not that serious and when you did she was like lol mm-hmm. like i feel you you know it wasn't yeah. even that serious and that's because you guys both love each other and care about y'all feelings you know what i'm saying and yeah. so y'all can you can say that to her. She's not going to be like, girl, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And and in that's my, what it is. Yeah. In my mind, I just feel like 
this is going to backfire and then I'm going to wish I didn't say anything. Yeah. I hate that you feel that way, but honestly, a lot of people feel like that, especially when they've been in abusive or narcissistic relationships. You tend to question yourself a lot after that, and I am totally guilty. A lot of people uh, are. Even if you have narcissistic parents, you know, it, it hurt, hinders you in the future from really being able to share how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go to therapy, y'all, because ain't nothing you can do on your own to fix that. <laughs> For real. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did want to talk about some of the most damaging patterns that you could have in regards to communication. Mm-hmm. Um, these are some things that are listed by um, Dr. Gottman. I can mm-hmm. like, I'm probably going to post this on the Instagram anyways next week for some of the content. Yeah. And it's just some things that are like, this is definitely going to cause it to go left. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what should you do instead so that it doesn't happen? Um, <laughs> okay, she's about that smoke. Um, one thing is like criticizing people. So like attacking their specific behaviors or even blaming them like you, mm-hmm. you, you. All therapists will tell you when you go to communicate your feelings, use I statements. I feel like this because... Not you're making me feel like this mm-hmm. or because of what you did, I now feel like this, not sh- sh- giving them the blame of it, but just sharing with them so they can have come to their own self-awareness about accountability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's better to say, like, I feel frustrated when you do this or um, I need your attention when blank. Mm-hmm. So like, just come at it. Words matter, period. Words mean things. Choose your words wisely. Make sure that you're actually saying what you mean. Especially if you're talking to somebody that's like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You get me on that all the time. And then I think about it and I'm like, dang. I just... I've spent a lot of my life translating what people are saying to me mm. because I know that they don't mean what they're saying. Yeah. And it's a lot of work and things get misconstrued in that process because now I'm guessing what you feel or what you mean and it's mm. like not a good look. Yeah. I do that a lot and it's very unconscious, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's definitely something that I need to continue to work on knowing how you feel about it you know i mean that's why i be asking questions and stuff sometimes i be hoping that i don't sound like i'm trying to be an asshole about it but Mm -hmm. it's really i'm trying to make sure i know what you're saying no i never feel that way i never feel like you like you know bitch (laughs) um but that's another thing too is like being defensive Mm -hmm. i feel like when you're defensive you kind of victimizes yourself you know like what was me and then you feel like everybody's attacking you like honey Nobody's attacking you. You have mommy issues. I'll be honest with you, okay? Um, And instead, you should just take responsibility, you know? Mm. Like, say, if you're like, um, you need to hurry up because you know how my schedule is, all right? But then instead of saying something like that, you should say, you know, Oh, um, I'm apologize for for coming late. I know how this how important this was to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. 
you know damn well that person is a stickler for time or like this was a specific thing like a dinner and it had to start at this time Mm -hmm. and then you act like it's not that big of a deal because it's not that big of a deal to you or it's not happening to you and Mm -hmm. that's where compassion comes in you have to have compassion for how other people feel and take accountability when you're wrong wrong is wrong you know damn well you don't want people doing that to you like so stop yeah and it's not always about you like when it comes to the considering you just that's just what it comes down to Mm -hmm. it's not always about you and how you feel about something just accept that it's so (laughs) true um, another one she lists is contempt, and that's basically attacking your personal, your partner or the person you're communicating with sense of self. So say if you said something like, you just don't get it, you are so ignorant. Like, that's mm-hmm. obviously going to cause them to feel belittled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And obviously, there's not going to be any solution in that argument. But you can say something like, I need your support with, and then telling them, exactly it's kind of like when you have a new sexual partner and you have to tell them that you don't like certain stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) but instead of telling them like um can you stop doing that you say stuff like i like it when you do this or Mm -hmm. i enjoy this Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to make them feel shitty because they're not bad you just have sometimes people aren't 100 percent compatible sexually so communication is necessary yeah and i mean if you if this is a new person for you, they don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't know you from a can of paint, baby. People don't know unless you tell them. And a lot of times we assume that people know us or know what we're thinking or how we feel. But everybody is not you. Everybody's not coming into the situation as you. Everybody doesn't think like you. And it's you're, you're better off understanding that everybody's different and not to assume how other people might be thinking or feeling. Somebody mm-hmm. once told me, when you assume it makes an ass out of you and it makes an ass out of me. And I was like, oh! But then when I thought about it, I was like, damn, that's kind of true. Like, you know, it's mm. almost always going to cause an argument. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know what it is in me, but I just refuse to accept the ass out of me. I think that's just that part of me that's <laughs> overconfident. It's like, mm. Don't make an ass out of me. I'm sorry. What did you do? It's about Gemini, <laughs> honey. Um, the very last one that she listed was stonewalling, and this is withdrawing to avoid conflict and conveying disapproval. So this might look like the silent treatment. This might look like saying, "Can we talk about later?" But never talking it about later. Pretty much avoiding conflict. You know, and they'll say something like, "I can't take this. This is too much." Or it's those people that's always storming out of an argument, like whatever bye but refusing to hear what the other person have to say Mm -hmm. um and instead i feel like you need to learn how to self-soothe you know you need to learn how to say i'm gonna take a walk and think about this and then when i come back we can have a conversation or you know i just need a day to process this and then uh we can talk about this but definitely don't just straight up ignore how somebody feels just because you don't want to talk about it because it makes you uncomfortable or you don't want to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I used to be a bad communicator, a terrible communicator. 
especially when I was married. But I think that my ex-husband kind of just like went with it. So I didn't notice how bad my behaviors was. Mm -hmm. And then when I got into another relationship and because it was a woman, it was even more triggering because those mommy issues really pop out. Like if you're a woman and you're in relationship with other women, so that could be your friends or your sisters or cousins. Those are the times that it's going to really be like you feel on attack. Like, bitch, what? Mm -hmm. Because we grow up and our moms are constantly correcting us or something. And so we be on the defense mode. But then, you know, if you're a guy, it's probably the same thing. Like, that's how, why guys feel like women be nagging them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or, you know, they don't really want to hear their partners and stuff like that. And that's because that is their defense, that coping mechanism. But it's rooted in trauma from relationship with their mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, it could be dad too, but I feel like most people have other issues <laughs> with their dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to be super defensive. Like I really didn't want to hear what nobody was saying about me or I would just be like, how are you saying this about me? Or like kind of like shift the conversation and then it's almost like a manipulative thing. I mean, it is manipulative, but I didn't. I wasn't consciously being manipulative. It's just like when you're raised around manipulative people or narcissistic people, you just tend to take on those behaviors because that's what you were taught. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize. And I was like, damn, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? Um, and I really just wanted to ignore the person and the problem until it cleared itself up or it just seemed like it was it was gone because I just didn't want to feel wrong. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to feel wrong. And as I grew, I knew that I had to gain a new perspective about that. You know, like I had to change and shift my belief about what it means when somebody is commuting, communicating their feelings to me. And ultimately, it's not about me. Like the worst time to bring up, oh, well, this is how you made me feel is right when somebody else is expressing their emotions. You mm -hmm. should have said that when you felt that or. You should wait until a later time. Do not be trying to um, change the subject, basically, to avoid taking accountability. It's like absolutely okay to change your mind when you're presented with new information. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're not educated enough. And, you know, a man who um, knows something knows that he knows nothing at all. And that's just what it is. There's so much that we always... We always constantly learning things through our relationships. That's why we need relationships. Because they help us grow. Thanks, B. Anything you want to add to that? The Have you been a terrible communicator? Or you always been like... I mean, I guess outside of sharing your feelings. Um, <clears throat> uh, when it comes to sharing how I feel about things, mm. I've always been a terrible communicator because I just wouldn't communicate. So what you do instead of communicating? You just don't bring it up at all? Or does your behavior change with that person? Um, I would just hold it in and everything would just build up until I was tired of it. Which it didn't... It doesn't make sense to do that because you're getting tired of something that you didn't even give the person a chance to change. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's In hindsight, though, a lot of those people weren't going to change. So, but still, that doesn't <laughs> take away from the fact that 
I should have just communicated how I felt. Yeah. Because then I would have felt better. Yeah. Yeah. It's really for you. Because if I don't communicate something, I'm going to think about it forever until I say something. And then when I say it, I don't think about it no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that's so true. It's like getting it off is so much better than holding it on. Yeah. Am I tripping or did we do an episode before about like apologizing? Did we? I don't know if we did one on apologizing. Maybe that was on three strikes. Um, yeah I think it was none and I'm thinking back to it sometimes we have disagreements and then it comes to a space where one or both persons need to apologize for either what they said or did or even just how the miscommunication came about in the first place or disagreement Um, and I feel like it's important to be aware what it is that you're doing your behavior and your actions so, like, one thing that I really can't stand is when somebody says sorry, but they're like, sorry, I'm sorry um, if you feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like, or um, I didn't intend to make you feel like that. And it's like, I said this on a past episode, like, okay, you said that wasn't your intentions, but then what was your actions after you didn't intend to do that? Mm-hmm. You're not being... Um, intentional uh, about your behaviors or mindful of what you're doing to people that you supposedly care about um and that's not cool you know and when you do apologize i feel like your actions should match your words yeah or you can communicate and say i know you said this bothers you but i am really having a hard time growing in this area and i'm gonna keep trying but I just wanted to let you know that I'm not just doing it to say fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to, to get there. you know. And I feel like that little simple communication will resolve future disagreements. Because now that when you do something that they didn't appreciate and they communicated to you, they might have more compassion for you. Like, they are trying. And I can't see that they did it differently than they used to do in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people could use that. Yeah. I also want to add that if somebody does apologize to you, you do not have to accept the apology or forgive them. It's it's up to you. It's on your terms. And mm-hmm. that's just it. Um, Facts. See. <clears throat> I feel like ultimately everyone can be the bad guy in somebody's story or has been the bad guy in somebody else's story. And so you shouldn't feel bad or you shouldn't feel ashamed when you're not a healthy communicator or when you're just not being healthy communicator in certain relationships. Because I feel like different people we be doing different stuff with, you know, mm-hmm. um, and different people might trigger us in a way that other people don't. And so that might cause us to, like I said, react. Um, And you should always just, like, seek clarity if you really don't understand what they're coming from. Like, what you said, asking questions to see what do they really mean. And I feel like that will, like, clear up or bring more resolution to what it is that you're trying to do. Like, you're going to make mistakes. Other people are going to make mistakes. And you just have to have grace with yourself and other people for where you or them are at in your growth, you know, in your journey. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
you're going to figure it out. You just have to keep trying. As long as you keep trying, as long as you keep practicing being a healthy communicator, then, you know, ultimately your relationships will get better. Yeah. Yeah. That was a super long main topic, but I felt like we should be thorough. Or <laughs> um, you want to get into mental health matters? <clears throat> mental health matters. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is always the yeah. <laughs> um, this week I really want to pose a question that I feel like you should um think about when you are having disagreement with someone and it's what do you hope to achieve or resolve in this situation mm-hmm. because sometimes we're arguing to argue to hear ourselves to feel like we're heard but what is the purpose of this and what what am i trying to do moving forward and once you realize like okay my purpose is that i just you know wanted them to be a better friend to me then you might see it a little differently you might come to the situation a little differently and that's Mm -hmm. important or just say that (laughs) for real sometimes we just be saying a whole bunch of stuff just to say like i want to text more Mm -hmm. like we just spent 10 minutes having the whole conversation going back and forth. Yeah. And all you had to say was, I just want you to text me more. I seen a video like that. I think it was a reel or something earlier this week. And this girl was like, you know, communicate with your friends. Like one of my best friends just called me and she just was like, you know, I would like it if you called me more. And she was like, okay. Like, yeah. All right. Like, that's all you had to say. Now imagine if she was like, you remember how like when we were friends in like 2016 and we used to hang out all the time and talk all the time. Like, and they're like, you changed or something. Yeah. And all they had to say was, I want you to call more. Yeah. And that's when assumptions come in because you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is express how you feel. You know, yeah. don't even go into a disagreement trying to tell them how they feel or whatever Mm -hmm. because you don't know um yeah the other oh what you was gonna say baby just this is more about me but i mean let's share with us (laughs) tell us sometimes you just want to be spicy and that's okay just don't (laughs) overdo it yeah and some people are a little bit more dramatic in their style of communication you know or like I can admit to this is being in toxic relationships sometimes it feels like boring to be in a healthy relationship like you just want to make up a silly argument to like spice you know (laughs) I don't know like obviously that has to be some type of endorphin or something like getting into an argument is somehow excites you I don't know it's obviously trauma but (laughs) um I think a lot of people do that now realize it yeah. yeah, I mean, I get spicy sometimes. You get spicy sometimes, but it's never. Oh, sorry, it's not you. It's just really late. <laughs> it's never anything serious. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. It just be some silly shit. Yeah, no, for real. 
Um, another thing I did want to bring up, what I was saying earlier about, you know, um, Reiki and how a lot of times things that are, it feels like it's a physical ailment, but it really be something that's spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people cannot be healthy communicators because their throat chakra is unbalanced, okay? Mm -hmm. If you guys know anything about chakras or you don't, just go to my YouTube channel, Manifesting with Karmic Sight Girl. There's so much information there that I will not be explaining on the podcast. Um, but ultimately, you know, your throat chakra, when it's aligned, you can communicate healthily. You feel comfortable sharing your feelings. You feel validated in your feelings and you don't need anybody else to, you know, confirm that it's okay for you to feel that way. And... You know, you can move through your relationships in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. Now, when you have an underactive throat chakra, you know, you might get anxiety from communicating. Uh -oh. um, you know, you might feel like, I said, like denying other people of how they should feel about certain things. Um, like, what else? suppressing your feelings mm -hmm. um having a shy or a weak voice being real timid in conversations people always speaking over you or interrupting you and you don't do anything you just mm -hmm. you know give up on saying how you feel and then sometimes you're not able to share how you feel clearly so you might just talk around and say a bunch of stuff but you're not being direct and saying this is how i feel um, they probably experience writer's block often because when your throat chakra is blocked, that also blocks your communicate. I mean, your creativity on a certain level, you know what I'm saying? Everything mm. is connected. And then you probably often, often get frustrated in communication with people and you're like, why does anybody understand me? <laughs> you know? Damn, that happened to me a lot. Not as much anymore, just cause I talk, I be trying to talk to less people. Mm. But I feel like that is different, though. That's like what I said before, just about the way that I communicate. Uh, what was I saying? About the way that you communicate and that um, sometimes... People are used to the roundabout language of communicating. And I'll just say what I mean. And people don't understand, mm. but it's literally no, like, clearer way to say it. Yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to say something. I'm saying it. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot to me in interactions with white women specifically. Yeah. Um, they are probably the most passive a group, uh, passive aggressive group of people I've ever been around. And it's so frustrating when you're a direct communicator. Yeah. Um, now when your throat chakra is overactive, you might talk way too much or over excessively about nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, you might stutter while you speak, tend to talk other people, talk over people or gossip. And you are very unaware, unaware, self-aware of how your body language or how, what you are doing, how you are communicating in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, you might be overcritical of other people and things and um you really just don't listen to other people you know what i'm saying you don't give them the opportunity to say how they feel and you feel like you have to dominate the conversation and be right yeah. which i feel like sometimes i am that way you know 
Yeah. Sometimes I'm both. And I feel like sometimes that's in different relationships or just de- dependent on how I feel emotionally at the time. Like if I'm not regulated, I could come off differently. I could be expressing different symptoms. Yeah. Um, I did want to give you some things of what you could do if you have an imbalance in your throat chakra, which is go outside in nature. That really helps with all of your chakras. Connecting with the earth energy just aligns you, okay? Um, and also, if you need to get out, like I always tell Cherry, we should like go to the cornfields and just like scream. Because sometimes you just need to like, like get it out. And you kind of do. Um, if I don't do nothing else, <laughs> I'm going to get loud one time. You know what? I'm actually having a realization right now. Maybe that's why it kind of bothers me so much when you yell. Like I was thinking that it's like me being overstimulated, but maybe mm-hmm. it's because I don't allow myself to do that. You got to get it out. Ooh, message. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing you can do is wear the color blue or eat blue foods. You can write in blue. And that is just like, um, you know, the color of the throat chakra. So it's like, you know, you're bringing that energy into yourself and pushing it out. When you meditate, you can visualize like a blue light. You know, mm-hmm. I'll do that meditation. Say if it's like a throat chakra meditation, I'll say visualize a blue light surrounding you and yeah. growing. You know, it made me think about that. Cupcake I had. Oh, that. <laughs> That's so interesting. Um, you know, and there's other things, tools that you could use, like yoga, doing certain mantras or affirmations, using crystals, certain essential oils are, like, specific to the throat chakra, like birch, chamomile, lavender, or oregano. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, let me see. What's next? Who's next? <laughs> oh, my God. That was such a vibe when that was... <clears throat> oh, my God. This throat cold is eating me up. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Oh, I guess we can move into forest bias. Um, You want to share what we're discussing <clears throat> this week on forest bias? Well, just sharing. Not really discussing. <laughs> <laughs> well... I saw on the interwebs um, that I'm trying to figure out how to start the sentence. Maybe with Uncle Nearest. Um, Uncle Nearest, a black owned whiskey brand, um, is expanding into cognac with a historic purchase of a large vineyard in France. So Mm. shout out to them. Their name again is Uncle Nearest. I never really heard of them before, but I'm also not mm-hmm. really into it like that. So I've heard of it before and I've heard definitely more people like in the South talking about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do not drink dark liquor. It's just not for me. Um, I don't prefer a cognac at all, even though I have in the past, but I don't mm-hmm. prefer it. I don't like how it makes me feel. So Dang. that's just not my thing. But I did see, now that we're on the subject, a family opened a, um, the largest vineyard in, I think it was in D.C. this past week. A family, a black family-owned vineyard. I'll probably share that next week. Um, on in more details of what us. Or like... Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously it's in the outskirts because it's not in... The, you can't mm-hmm. have a wine, uh, a wine 
what do you call it? A vineyard in the middle of the city, but. (laughs) Um. Mm, I wonder if it's in like Alexandria or something. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm. Lastly, I kind of wanted to just go over a little bit about um, Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't really watch it that much, but I felt like this is a good show to watch and kind of reflect on your own behaviors and communication styles. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you witness other people doing stuff and then you reflect on it and say, oh my God, I do that too. I didn't realize I was making people feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like y'all should check Love is Blind out. This last season specifically has so much miscommunication. And it really just was a shit show. And so it's kind of like what not to do in communication, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, I feel like every season of that show is like <laughs> that. Um, what are you making time for this week? Um, this week, I'm making time for... <laughs> getting back into a routine Mm -hmm. or at least writing down what I want to be doing every day and going from there yeah we probably could both use that I feel like I messed up your sleep schedule how because I like to go to bed late and sleep in oh yeah I mean it's a personal decision but I've definitely influenced you I mean I just, a lot of times I just don't want the day to end and I want to like just Mm -hmm. spend extra time like, because it seemed like I'd be working all day, so. But just because the day doesn't end doesn't mean the hours aren't passing. (laughs) Right. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. yeah. What you making time for? I'm definitely going to make time to just feel better and try and recuperate because when I get sick, I really get sick, and it sucks so bad. Um, but that's another thing, how you can know if you might have a throat chakra blockage if you do get a throat cold. So that's interesting, something I should reflect on this week. Mm. Well, without further ado, I've, I've got, got time. time.